And I'm helping business professionals get clarity on how to use the video medium now effectively because, you know, I've been playing around in the medium for over three decades. Hey, welcome to the business of sales. I'm Morris Sims, and I'm going to be your host for this podcast. Are you working as hard as you can, putting in just as many hours as you possibly can, but your income and your business, well, it just doesn't seem to be improving the way you want it to. It's, it's just not growing as fast as you'd like. Well, I help business owners like yourself become more efficient with running their business and more effective in making sales. Because when you do both of those things, then your gross revenue goes up. And when that happens, everything else comes into play. Who am I to help you with this? Well, I've been a successful sales professional. I've trained professional salespeople, and I've led the development department that trained over 12,000 salespeople with a staff of over 200 all across the country. I started my career barely breaking 25,000 a year, and if I was lucky, I could get one or two weeks off. I retired earning almost $500,000 a year, taking at least five weeks off every year. I can help you get your business to where you want it to be. On this show, our guest and I are going to share some practical ideas with you to help you grow your business and see more of that revenue become income for you and your family. I'm here to help you. So let's get this show started. Suzanne teaches business owners and CEOs and salespeople like you and me how to be successful entrepreneurs utilizing video and thriving in that new virtual world that we all live in, that we're, frankly, that we're all living in right this minute as we listen to this podcast. So she's got some great ideas for us today. Suzanne, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me here, Morris. I'm so pleased to be able to help your audience in this situation. Well, share with us a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today where you're teaching people how to deal with video and, and productions in media? Well, let's go back 35 years to the mid-80s. I know I just told my age away, but we're talking mid-80s here. I was a model, and I reached uh, my 20s, and I got too old to model, which was back then too old. You know, we continually get too old, 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 but I'm going against that these days. I'm in my 60s, and I am not too old. Hey, pardon the interruption, but I got something for you that I really wanted to share with you today. You see, if you're not a part of our regular email system, you can get there real quick. And on top of that, we're going to give you a free audio on marketing and prospecting. So please go to www.morrissims.com slash free audio and get your free audio today. And now let's get back to the show. Back then, I wanted to stay within the industry. So the logical thing to do was become a TV and film actress, which meant I had to learn to speak in front of the camera, much like what business people have to do today. Yeah, yeah. So it was actually a blessing because, you know, when you recorded certain jobs back then, you get residuals or royalties. You know, we have to be persuasive and influential on camera. It's not just standing there and saying hi. So now that the world's gone virtual, I've expanded my services to meet this heavy need that's going on in business because, you know, it's like the old adage, find a need, fill it. And I'm helping business professionals get clarity on how to use the video medium now effectively because, you know, I've been playing around in the medium for over three decades. Plus, I've been a salesperson, so I'm combining everything together 
and an internet marketer. So it, it just seems like a natural fit to be, I've always incorporated all these parts of my life whenever I've taught, but now that there's such a need in business, I'm really focusing on helping business professionals get ahead of the curve when it comes to video. Well, that sounds great. Suzanne, tell us what sort of opportunities are out there for a, a, a salesperson who's out there in the financial services industry. What If I learned how to do video well, what could I do with that? Several things. One is it can save you time. Here's why it can save you time. They're doing phone calls. I assume that they're prospecting. Oh, yeah. They're you're right. Okay. So they're having to warm up people every time they get on the phone. They have to reteach them. So one of the things I do when I want to be more effective and use video is when I'm prospecting, I personally initiate conversation, of course. But at some point, I'll send the prospect to an automated video that does part of the work for me. So if they choose to have a call with me, I'm not wasting time talking to people who are not pre-warmed to my conversation with them. So that's one way that they can do it. They can save time and they can pre-warm people up to their conversation before they even talk to them and they have saved time. And that comes in specifically when you're talking compliance because I understand a lot of these people have a compliance issue, correct? Oh, yeah. it's uh, it, Financial services, we're, we're going to have to deal with compliance everywhere we look because – it is highly a highly regulated industry for sure. You're right. Right. So here is a really good, I think compliance would just love this idea. Once the people can be good on video, and we can talk about that in a second, but from a legal, so I was a paralegal for many, many years, so I always think from that angle too. And to me, I think compliance would really like video because I'll give you a story. That's the best way to illustrate it. I had clicked on an ad, long ad. It was a long advertorial, you know, long ad, long form ad. Got me to a 15-minute video that told me about the services and warmed me up to, pre-sold me, pretty much. It pre-sold me. Then I got on the phone and the salesperson didn't know anything about what had happened in the video. They didn't, they weren't in compliance. They were not at all congruent with the video. So they lost the sale. I mean, and this was a big sale. It was like a fifteen thousand dollar. If I if I had said yes, I would have said yes to fifteen or thousand or fifteen or twenty thousand dollars. But because I was pre warmed up with the video, and we're talking a short sales cycle, long form ad got me to click to a fifteen minute video, told me the problem. It was a sales presentation, which is what I help people do. Sales presentation, you know, problem solution, who you are, benefits and how you can help them in 15 minutes. And then if you're interested, get on the phone. If that salesperson had been congruent with the video, he would have gotten my sales. So I think that it's a real good reason for compliance to teach people to use videos in the sales funnel, in the sales journey, and then teach their people to know what to say from the video or have the people do the video so they know what to say. So I think that's a real good reason for financial service people to be using video because it really makes them compliant with compliance and uh, it makes them congruent and I, it boosts, it would boost their sales because that personal journey for me, I would have bought, but the salesman blew it. I kept asking him <laughs> questions. 
know, I kept asking him questions about what was on the video, and he had no clue. And I thought, okay, you need my training, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, 110%. <laughs> no doubt about it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, when we're talking about video, I know a lot of folks out there, uh, unlike folks with a big, huge ego that are, are hams like myself who would get up in front of a group of people no matter what, a lot of folks are, are kind of skittish when it comes to getting on video, Suzanne. How do you help people get over that, well, you know, I'm just not going to be good on a video? You know how many times I come across that, Morris? A billion, I bet. Oh, all the time. People always, I would say 90% of the people say, hey, I, was, I can speak great in public. But when it comes to this video thing, ah, well, there's a reason for that, Morris. The reason is, it's two different animals. The way you show up in person is natural. We've been doing it all our lives. And in the business world, we're trained to dress for success. We're trained to do first impressions. You know, like John Malloy's book back in the 70s, Dress for Success, and all the psychology of making first impressions and power dressing. All these things are really pushed in the real world of being in person. But all of a sudden, the world now has to change over to this video medium. And what, 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 what do I do? How do I do? What am I doing? I don't know. It's, it's a foreign thing. And it can be very intimidating. I know the first time I spoke in front of the camera, I had already been a model. My very first commercial shoot, I'm standing there. I've been a model. I don't think this is any big deal. I look up at the camera to deliver my first line, and I freeze like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> I still remember. This was in the 80s. I still remember. This was not the one. This was just a local shoot, no pressure even. It wasn't like a national commercial. It was just a little something I got on my own. And I still remember the director dropping his head and shaking it like, oh, what did I hire? <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of embarrassing. But, you know, I got over that. And, and I realized from that, because I've been in that spot where it's not a comfortable place to be talking to this unnatural sort of one-eyed monster and and not understanding how it works because we can look great in person but there are tricks to looking good on camera so what happens is and i did this for years even though i had the professional shoots uh with all the professional people to help me look good i would look at that and i would just cringe oh uh, oh that's bad <laughs> <laughs> so we have this self-judgment of Looking bad, sounding bad. We certainly don't want to embarrass ourselves. Speaking in public, it takes speaking in public fear to a new level. It's understanding that you're not alone. And I'll give you a story. Vin, when you ask me how I work with people, Vinny was a speaker. I'll just use one of my stories. He was a stage speaker, and he knew how to sell. He was a salesman who could sell from the stage for 30 years. Confident. He get in front of the camera, shaking in his boots. So when we work together, now people say, oh, just talk to a friend behind the camera. No, 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 no. It, you have to find the right person that you need to talk to in front of the camera. So when Vinny was in, I had a little group that was particularly coaching for that little group, was Vinny, when he was being himself on stage, it didn't come across on the camera. And it wasn't right. We know this. It's like a theater person trying to do camera work. It doesn't always match up. 
So when I said, okay, I want you to talk to this person, I, ha- I have this instinct of who you should talk to. And I told him, I said, well, oh, let's kind of explore this. And when I said, okay, this is who you need to talk to, and I had him visualize that person and, and get into the moment, I had an ex- acting exercise I used with him, get him into the space, and boom, everyone else in the group were like, wow, what happened? Whoa, I want to listen to you. I want to connect with you. I want to listen, and I want to keep... I wanted you to keep talking, Vinny. So how I work with people is is this instinct of of thirty plus years in the industry plus teaching it and and honing in to what a person really needs and helping them break through it quickly. I guess that's the answer in a nutshell. Boy, that makes good sense to me. But Dad, can you tell us, Suzanne, some of the, the hacks, some of the, the concepts that you use to help somebody show up better on video? I mean, that that obviously is one, speaking to the right person behind the camera. Anything else that, that you could share with us to kind of, you know, help us get over that hump? Yes. Okay. Well, first off, the first thing I've already mentioned is the biggest challenge today is showing up on camera because people have this mindset against doing it because there's all this psychological stuff going on inside, right? So that's the first thing. The second thing is trying to make that first impression, but the problem is they don't have the right guidance. So what I do is I use a seven-step, I have a seven-step influencing system that takes you from mindset, which is the biggest part right there, because I'm also a hypnotherapist. So where people start, the one thing I can tell people right now, the first step, is to understand that there's a need for video and to embrace it because some people are not embracing it. So that's the first step. You want to embrace it and say, well, you know, it's going to go away. We're going to come back to nat normal, it's going to be normal again after the pandemic. And no, it's not because, because now that the world has been introduced, see back in the industry, we all know video inside and out because we've been playing in it for, well, TV started what in the fifties. And there was an evolution. It started black and white, then it evolved, and then it evolved, and now the public is in on it, and they have to almost start over again. So what I say is embrace it. It's here to stay. That's the first hack I can tell you, and I know Mm -hmm. that seems like a logical hack, but so many people are in denial that it's the next wave of business. Well, it's the new way of doing business. So I'd say embrace it, that it's a necessity. It's not an optional thing anymore. That's the first thing. The second thing, and so what my system does is, is it takes you from where you are and presents techniques in, a, in an order that builds upon each other. So I'm starting you at the very beginning. So you want to start embracing it. And if you're not a salesperson, I'll tell you right now, at the very beginning, you want to understand that selling is helping because that's, I'm sure you've told your people that, your 13,000 people over all those years, that selling is helping, that you've got to get away from the blocks of, of not only showing up on video, but that you're helping somebody by doing it and that you're expanding your business by using video. So that's why I say embrace it. Then the second thing is really overcoming eh, camera anxiety. How do you do that? First, you say, okay, you acknowledge that you've got a problem with it. 
because if you stay in denial, you're never going to change anything. Then the next step is to say, okay, you start digging deeper. What is it about video that actually is blocking me? So once you acknowledge it, you start delving into the blocks and you start making a list out of, okay. And right now I'm taking you through my five-step framework. It's part of my system. You, you identify what your block is. And um, there might be multiple blocks. Oh, I don't like the way I look. That's a lot of women. Not that men don't feel that way too, but we women, we have that society pressure of looking good, so we carry it into video. Uh, I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I sound. I don't want to be boring. I don't know what to say. I don't know the tech. All these blocks to video. So the first thing is embracing that you need to do it. It's not an option anymore. It's, it's definitely necessary. The second thing is saying, okay, what are my blocks? Well, I have some blocks. I have to acknowledge these blocks. What are they? And then you start using, I'm a hypnotherapist and also an NLP person. So I use tangible methods to release these. And I had, I've had client after client, but one particular client, Jennifer, when I showed her a certain NLP method, that it was 10 minutes. We identified a block and we released it. And after that, she said, I feel like I'm in control of my thoughts. And once you start getting control of your thoughts, whether it's, hypnosis, NLP, uh, which is neuro-linguistic programming for those who don't know, or EFT, which is um, an emotional freedom technique, or any of these, you know, release. It could be craniosacral. It could be anything. But I have found the ones that you can do by yourself, like EFT or NLP or self-hypnosis, the things that you can immediately release, they're gone. And Jennifer, that was the client that I'm talking about, she said, I feel like I'm in control of my thoughts now. And what happens from that is you start changing your parameters or your perception of who you are, and you start embracing where you can go. And what happened for her was it opened up, oh, oh, I feel bad. Oh, let's shift it. Oh, wow, I feel good. Oh, what does that open up? It starts opening up her creativity. It started opening up her inspiration. It started opening up her motivation. And she started making changes in her life. And then the next step is getting addicted to it. As you keep applying it, which Jennifer did, she could apply that without me. She started gaining momentum. And then she started making changes because she was addicted to the new behavior. Because we, be, you know, we get addicted to our behaviors from our minds. So the first step I can say, and I've given you quite a few hacks in there. You want to embrace video, understand that it's necessary. You want to acknowledge that you've got a problem with it. Then you want to identify what your problem is. And just one at a time, you want to release it. And then you start practicing the releasing method over and over again. And that gains momentum. And then you get hooked on the new way of thinking. Boy, that sounds like a great process, Suzanne. And that's what it sounds like to me. Is it's a real process that anybody can go through, which, boy, that sounds wonderful to me. Well, thank you. It, you know, Morris, it's interesting. People say, one of the things I hear people say all the time is, oh, I don't think I can do this. But you can do this because the big problem out there is that people are trying to go to YouTube and, oh, I need this or I need that or maybe I, they don't have a step-by-step process that builds upon itself that gives them everything from A to Z to get there and leverage someone else's experience that's been there. I think that, yes, it's a process. I say that it's a process, but using a process 
that does this quickly is not a big deal. It's quite easy. It's very trainable. You can, it's very learnable. If you're a trainable person, you can learn this very easily when you go through a system like that. Suzanne, it does. It just makes perfect sense to me. The other thing I'm thinking about here is the, the technology side of things. I can hear people saying, well, you know, Morris, I don't have a video camera and I don't have video equipment and, and I don't know what I, I don't even have, I don't know what to do. What, what do you, you understand all the objections, I'm sure. How do you mm-hmm. help people get past that? Because I mean, today my iPhone is probably a good a camera as my, my Canon or my Minolta or my Nikon. Yes. And I had that dilemma when I started doing this for business professionals because I had my studio. I had my nice equipment, you know, all my good stuff. But it was old. And now today's technology, I mean, I got a $50 webcam that's way better than my really nice equipment that's maybe, what, five years old maybe? Maybe <laughs> 10 years old? Isn't that oh, amazing? Yeah. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. yeah, and my iPhone now is better than my webcam. Now, there's a caveat here. I personally don't like to use iPhones for the long run because I like to streamline my video process. I like to have my, my system all set up. I like to have my little studio set up, whether it's at a desk, in an office, or some place that is I can jump in front of the camera. It makes it streamlined. It makes it simple versus having to set up my iPhone every time because you want to zoom it in the right way to make you look good. You want to get the right in your light the light. You want to get the lighting right. How many times do I need to say that? You need to get the lighting right. <laughs> That's true, because Suzanne, you know you need to get the lighting right. <laughs> That's right. I just couldn't say it. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you need to get the lighting right. And all this stuff, I'll tell you, when I started it on my own, when I didn't have my studio, studio, my school, I closed it up. When I started doing this out of a home office, I thought, wow, this is taking me a day to set up and I'm exhausted. I don't want to shoot videos. And that's what I hear a lot of people do. So back to the iPhone. An iPhone, everyone's got a camera in their pocket. That's the best place to start, but that's not the best place to stay. I say, do your iPhone, do a live Facebook. Oh, how do I do a live Facebook? Well, you know, it doesn't take very long to figure that out. And just do one, because I have done challenges where I just encourage people, use your phone, make it simple, do a live video, and boy, after that, they are off and running, because it, it breaks that hesitation, it breaks that resistance. So they got to get started, and then once they get started, and that's what I have done with people, example, in I'll use Vinny's group again, because there was sort of polarization going on there. Vinny had been a speaker and he was scared and he admitted it, but he showed up. Helen, she didn't even show up. She was so scared. We're all on camera on Zoom. She wouldn't even get on camera. She watched me work with other people. She felt like it was safe. And before the end of that session, there she showed up. No makeup. Every She just showed up. And so it's getting that over the hump thing. So I say... Use your phone first, then get help to set up a studio the right way so that you're not wondering, because it is, it's like an elephant. You know, there's lots of parts to the elephant. 
how do you deal with an elephant? You get a shovel and you clean up after it. Right? <laughs> That's a pretty basic thing. But but there's so much to do with video. There's there is a technical part. You have to figure out. As the actress, me, all I had to do when I got on set was be an actress and emote and connect. There were grips and lighting and directors and producers and writers. Nowadays, everybody has to be that, all those people. So understanding that it's not your fault that you can't do this. It's a big deal. Get help with it. And I'm not, I'm not trying to promote myself. I'm saying get the right help with it, but be careful because there are makeup artists out there who are saying, oh, yeah, I can teach them how to be in front of the camera. Uh-uh. You need someone with experience, and you need a comprehensive system to make it easy. But start out with your camera on your phone and just do a live and break that resistance and get over the hump. Suzanne, that sounds great. Thank you so much. You've, you've given us some great things to think about and some wonderful opportunities to stretch out and try something new in our business and try something new in the way that we do our marketing and prospecting. And that's the part that's just exciting for me. And I appreciate you being with us and sharing all that great information. My pleasure, Morris. So Suzanne, tell us how we should get in touch with you and find you when we're ready to, to jump into this video pond. Oh, thank you, Morris. So I'm, of course, on LinkedIn. We're LinkedIn forward slash IN forward slash Suzanne hyphen Glover. And that's S-U-Z-A-N-N-E hyphen G-L-O-V-E-R. That's on LinkedIn. But, of course, there's my website, SuzanneGlover.com, which is S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-G-L-O-V-E-R.com. And uh, on the website, you'll find that I have a diagnostic call. It's a free call. Plus, there is a strategy call, and there's uh, also a book. So there are, are a variety of ways that you can sort of put your foot in the water and test the waters before you commit to anything. So visit my site, and I look forward to helping your audience more if they choose to do that. Well, that's great, Suzanne. Thank you very much. And for everybody else out there, you guys go out and make it a great week. Go do something special. Have a wonderful time. Enjoy life. And I'll see you again next time right here on The Business of Sales. 